Yes, absolute freedom from suffering is actually possible by Devan Chagrawal. So, absolute freedom from suffering, huh? Yes, that should be the goal. The absolute goal. Freedom. Now I know most countries already are and gone are the days of physical slavery. But here I'm talking about us, the mental slaves that we have regressed into. Most of us won't even dream of something like this ever becoming a reality. And that itself is a testimony to the fact that how badly wounded we are in our own headspace. If you're doing something right or making mistakes, you have to be free from it. Because ultimately, we have an imperfect mind and body, so mistakes are inevitable. It's our nature. We learn by mistakes. In fact, let me rephrase that. We learn by correcting our mistakes. Yeah, that seems politically more correct. Right or wrong is in the mind. And one can only transcend all the right and wrong and turn all the suffering by asking who he really is. The impertinent question, who am I, should be questioned again and again and again until you are effortlessly stabilized with it. Don't ask this question just to get just to get it over with because then you will be trapped. Don't ask this question in a way that you want an answer to this because if you want an answer, you will only get the answer which will be based on your prior knowledge and understanding about it, which isn't enough. Whatever you have understood so far will be the basis of your so-called imaginative answer to that paramount question and you will be over it just like that. That's not the aim here. Let it just sink deeper and deeper into you and keep it in like a mantra. This is the only way to get complete freedom from suffering once and for all. Though I must tell you, the most important thing to understand here is that in order to walk down this path, you gotta have infinite patience coupled with absolute enthusiasm. The lack of either one would spoil the whole deal. Except the reality. So often, we are all involved in what should be and what shouldn't be instead of what actually is, which is the biggest reason for one's suffering. If one's thoughts and actions are aligned with reality, then there is no way of making you suffer, guys. One is the objective world, aka the materialistic world, or what you see, you know, laptop, the buildings, the money, the stock market, whatever you see around yourself, the materialistic world. The other is the subjective world of the seer, that is the real you, the one who is seeing or the seer is the most important one because based on how you see things, you feel happy or sad or any one of the 112 other emotions. The seer is bigger than what he sees. That's the main objective here that I'm trying to explain, to put it simply. To make you realize 
that you are bigger than the suffering you're going through in life. You can see things much, much bigger than your body, which means, in a way, you are bigger than what you see. Now, don't be an idiot and start measuring your body with buildings physically. We are at a level deeper than that. Slowly and gradually, once you question your mind, it will start expanding and our understanding will begin to deepen. You will realize it not just what you see on the mirror that is your body. You are the seer. The seer has a choice of what you want to see. If the seer's, it's a, it's the seer's wish to be affected or not by what he sees. Just a slight change in line of thinking and everything changes in a snap of fingers. The seer would start seeing the negative situation as a positive one to stop it from affecting him and the positives to the negative ones to unnecessarily create tension and stress in his own life. The real happiness comes where there is no bondage of any kind whatsoever. And the tool to help you reach there is by asking the question I have been emphasizing about Who am I? People who have been on this spiritual path tend to sometimes run away from this question. But once you look deep within, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Introspection will lead to self-realization. Don't ever get stuck in a comfortable position. People who never really ask the question, who am I, are gonna face a wall and they're gonna just stop growing because they find comfort in whatever knowledge they feed it into their mind through other sources, external sources. They never really questioned themselves. And because they never really questioned who they really are and just relied superficially on what they heard or what they listened or what they saw, they got into a comfort zone. They become they became complacent. And the moment you got some comfort, you cling to it so badly that you stop growing altogether. But let me tell you, these comfort zones are just temporary escapes from the most important important discovery of humanity. What you are and what you are not must be crystal clear to get absolute freedom from suffering. And because it's so important for this question to get all of your attention, you need to keep your body fit, otherwise it will draw all the attention to itself and will keep you from asking the real questions. Your mind should also be free from triviality and baseless desires. Financially also, you should be secure at a certain level to not worry about it all the time. If you actually want freedom, then you gotta design your life intelligently. Your health, your line of thinking, your beliefs, your relationships, financial conditions, etc. Your whole life should be designed in such a way so that you can stay with this question for the rest of your life until the question dies itself. Nothing is conclusive in this world. 
what happens in this world generally is that you choose a profession, let's say doctor. So can you now ever say that you have understood the whole medical field? Well, of course not. It's not conclusive. Something new will keep on coming and discovering and you will keep on increasing your knowledge. The same goes for every field there is out there. What science doesn't know yet, it will come to know about it in the near future, which again one has to learn about. So it's basically a never-ending process. This is the objective world because it is inconclusive where you have a finite time to learn about infinite things. But understanding the subjective world is real intelligence. The subject from which everything exists and depends upon. And to realize that subject is the real me. This is the only thing in the world which you can call conclusive or ultimate. Only the knower of self can cross the ocean of suffering. You can call it the truth or the self or God. It's the same thing essentially. People are just looking for temporary pleasures all their lives so that they don't have to face the permanent suffering. But they will. Because as you can clearly see, it doesn't make any sense. Everything around us is changing all the time. Our own thoughts, actions, feelings, emotions, situations, people, etc. Well, there gotta be something that isn't changing at all. Without having something that's not changing, how can one actually see something that's changing? Let me give you a very simple example. A movie hall has to have a screen that is fixed in one place to see something that's changing. The projector, along with the millions of pixels that are being projected on a screen, the pixels are keep on moving here and there, but the screen doesn't move. If the screen also keeps on changing, then how will you watch the movie? Similarly, this ever-changing world is dependent on something constant just like the movie screen. Which is why you can see the change, which is why the change is happening in the first place. The thing that doesn't change. When you dream, it comes and goes. You know that what you saw in the dream wasn't actually happening to you. This itself is a big realization actually. Now the body is also changing. Every second, millions of cells form and die. So why are we saying that we are this body? It's the same thing as a dream. When we are not what we see in the dream, then why do we say that we are what we are when we come out of that dream? Food for thought. We don't think like this and this, it's, this itself is the biggest issue. We are not inquiring enough. We are not understanding that whatever is changing is dependent on something. If I am changing, then what is the screen which is fixated on which this body is changing? And am I really what is changing? What if I am that screen that is constant and never changes? 
Well, that means there is something your life from your childhood that didn't change a bit. And just knowing and observing all the changes happening to you. Something is definitely there that saw the situation in your childhood and is currently seeing the present as well while remaining totally untouched. There is some kind of a substrate, the thing on which the whole of humanity or I should say the whole of universe is acting. This is like peeling an onion which will unfold layer by layer. The problem is that I am saying all this from a different standpoint and you are receiving it from a different one. So different people will naturally comprehend it differently. Some will go like, oh that means whatever I am seeing here is again a dream, I have been living in a dream within a dream. No guys, this is no inception going on. Well, an example will make things simpler for you. Let's just compare our bodies to a camera. What if I start seeing things through this camera, which is the body, without recording it, which will ultimately result in no memory. Memories are the basis on which we think. All the duality of what's good or bad, or what's success or failure, good luck or bad luck, good karma or bad karma, is based on these memories only. But it is also true that without memory, we can't think of anything or speak anything. You will start feeling thirsty, but you will forget that it is water that will quench your thirst, and you will die a funny death. So essentially, Getting attached to the memory is the problem, not using it. Memories are the reason for all our desires, feelings and emotions. We love and hate according to our memories. It won't be entirely wrong to say that memories are the reasons for our suffering. But like I said before, getting rid of it is not the solution of course. Then what is the solution? Let me ask you a question before that. What happens when you are in a deep sleep state? For instance, if you have been given anesthesia and you are undergoing an operation, you don't feel any pain no matter how serious the pain is because you are not connected to the body for the time being. Which is exactly what happens during deep sleep. That means you are not in the instrument that is the body, but at rest. While you are sleeping too, you kinda leave your instrument or your five senses for a while. You stop reading the signals you get from your senses. If you hold on to even one of them, then you won't be able to sleep in the first place. The more tired you are, the faster you fall asleep because you don't want to think at that point or use any one of the other senses. And when you go into a deep sleep, voila, you don't feel any of that tiredness, do you? So what exactly happens while we sleep? What was there during that time period when you were in deep sleep? If you say you don't know, then are you saying it from your mind? What was there actually? 
don't get entangled with your own thought process. Talk about what you experienced. They both are different. One is knowledge and the other is experience. Even if you say that nothing was there or I have no idea or I felt that it was all bland, empty, then this itself means that there was something or someone who experienced that nothingness. But the question is, who was it? During sleep, you just watch like a camera that is seeing things but not recording anything. You are the one who is aware of the outside world, the dream world and the experience of the absence of both the worlds. If you look closely in your mind, then you will see that sometimes there is a gap between two thoughts. So where were you in the gap? Nowhere, right? This is the experience of being blind for some time. And this is called a real experience, not only beliefs that you saw, that you saw made, uh, I mean, you conjured up out of nowhere. Let me give you another example. Let's say you went to a forest at night and there is a rope hanging from a tree. And you saw the rope, but it wasn't clear since it was dark. If there wasn't a rope in the first place, then it wouldn't be a problem, but it is there. And since you can't see that properly, you assume that it's a snake instead of a rope and are now terrified. On the other hand, another guy who visited the forest also looked in the same direction, but he is under the misguided interpretation that it is a gold chain hanging down the tree and wants to grab it at any cost. Desire and fear are the two things that drive 99.99% of all the human's actions in life. If you see the rope as it is, and not just see, but realize that what he is seeing is not actually any different from him, then he is actually awakened. Once you are free from the, all the desires and fears, then and only then you are actually free from everything. Then only you can take some next level actions. Even if you fail, you won't suffer because your actions were not based on some materialistic desires. Most of us struggle to gain freedom from suffering, stress, anxiety, depression and fear. And the main reason is that our laziness gets the better of us and we never get to the bottom of the real problem. We are just trying to to rectify the effects and not trying to understand the cause. So if we go down this path, all we will find is temporary happiness and in return we will get permanent suffering because here our happiness is based on something that's changing all the time. Everything is changing so rapidly in this world that to get absolute freedom from suffering, we need something that remains constant or is not changing at all. We need to let go of our so-called identity, identities. Our bodies, emotions, feelings, desire, everything is temporary and isn't gonna last. Hence, as long as, long as we are attached to the impermanent, as long as we extract our happiness from variables that are changing, suffering is inevitable. We can get freedom from suffering and be in everlasting joy only if we see it as a fact 
not just as a new some new theory but at an experience experiential level that we are the constant that never changes we are the screen that is fixed we are the sky that doesn't go anywhere unlike the clouds that keep on coming and going that is the only way of being absolutely free from suffering absolute freedom is possible only for those who have the balls to question their very lives thank you so much